Oh, and I was just looking to get off of welfare. I had a HUD house, food stamps, and I, I couldn't get child support. And I never saw this as a real business. I mean, not knowing what I was doing at all. Like, that was the limitation of my environment. Yeah. That was the limitation of my circumstance. That's not the my soul. Yeah. They didn't reject it. They accepted it. That's a choice we have every day. Welcome to the Fired Up Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Reba. In the Fired Up Podcast, we talk to business owners and entrepreneurs to learn their story and go along that journey with them and hopefully get some great opportunity to understand how to 10x our business. And I think today you're going to really enjoy the guest we have. We're sponsored by Reignite. Reignite is a 10x certified business coaching program specifically designed to help tech entrepreneurs grow and scale their business through better relationships. Those relationships will grow their sales, their referrals, and the engagement of their team. 10X your business by calling us today at Reignite. And I want to talk to somebody now who is 10Xing the mind, body, and and really, I think the whole entrepreneur, and I just love the approach that, that she brings. So Kim Guillory, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Talk about 10X. Yeah, I definitely feel I am like ignited <laughs> by this fire. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, the the mind body world, but I really like to bring in the mind body business. Yep. And it's health and wellness practitioners that have don't have business strategy. You know how that is. Most businesses really don't have what we're learning in the 10X community and the marketing sales, um, the mindset, right? Just 10Xing the big think. Yeah. Right, right. And and you are 10xing the mind body fitness world as well as the business entrepreneur, which is great. So you you really approach this from mind body coach and 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 then you're the business mentor and practitioner. And you have your own business story as an entrepreneur that you've gone on and I I'm I'm interested that as I read about you and and learned a little more about your story and then you've gone into business as a mentor and join the 10X business coaching program. So there's just so much going on that I'm, I'm always intrigued about the why for an, an entrepreneur and sort of why they choose where they go into, but also just to, to take that journey, right, and, and, as you have. And maybe you can start there and tell us a little bit about why you got involved in this, what really, uh, you know, drives your passion and gets you fired up with what you're doing. Sure. So it started back in 1997. <laughs> getting away from my kids and finding something to do. Okay. And we were broke. It's really bad when you have like a house full of kids and no money. My husband was working shift work and I was like, oh shoot, I'm going to die. Like seriously, oh, no. I've got to do something. Yeah. And so I started, this was, at, it actually started before 97, but my doors opened to the business in 97, not knowing what I was doing at all. Like I went to the bank, I need some money. I'm going to buy this building. I'm going to, um, I'm doing hair and nails and tanning and I'm going to occupy myself going to make a little bit of money and I'm going to be able to do all the things as a stay at home mom because it's in my backyard. Okay. That was the idea. And turns out I was really good at it. It, whatever it was. <laughs> and like within three months, this thing was paid off and, um, I ended up adding on to it. Like I sold that building. I added on to it. I brought in some other services and then I moved it across the yard and I'm now on the highway, so it was behind my house. Now okay. I'm on the highway, and I added on to it again, and that's when I brought in the whole fitness stuff. So we started hair, nails, tanning, 
fitness, massage. It, it just kind of kept evolving. Talk about follow the journey. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of it was I saw solutions that weren't solved, like period. Like I just like, I want this. I don't have it. I'm okay. just going to like go get it. And then I'm going to like make my money back. Right. Okay. <laughs> was as innocent as it was. And about, I don't know, it was over 10 years. I ended up with another location. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Brian, if I would have known what we know now, yeah, I would have franchised my idea. Oh, I interesting. ended up having another location. I didn't have the leadership skills and the like the strategy and what we know now about scaling and um, leading other individuals, finding those right leaders like who would run the other place instead of just looking for employees. You know, those were the things that were missing that I now see my client in the 10x world when we when I'm talking about like the 10x mentoring coaching is me like you know how that is for all of us but in the way that they are first generation business owners and first generation wealth like they figured out something accidentally yeah five to 50 employees they're trying to expand and scale but they're now like stuck in the bit they their hands are full. They're doing 10, 15 things, right. you know? Yeah. And it's because we, our skill set wasn't in finding the right people, developing the people, duplicating ourselves and the system. We just basically had a passion, had an idea, something that we knew we can do. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a gut hit. I'm pretty spiritual in the way that I just like had this. I was like, okay, God, I don't know why I got to do this, but I'll do it. Yeah. You know, I even when I went to the bank, they were like, you're never going to make it. Like, wow. I mean, it was so that at the bank, like hair and nails in V dream. There was no nail salons back in 1997. Think back. There were no okay. tannics. There were, okay. That, that wasn't in existence. So I'm saying if I know what I know now, I would have franchised this. Like this was 20 something years ago. Yeah. that That's kind of, you know, that that's kind of uh, an interesting place to get the, the first criticism is at the bank when you're trying to get yourself established and they're like, this isn't going to work. You know, how did you luck. find... Yeah, yeah. How I do got you f- great credit, so I have to give you the loan. It was the loan officer who actually became one of my best clients. Oh, interesting. Okay. So so in that moment, when you're facing all this negativity, how did you keep the mindset to just like, I'm going to do this? You know, that's a, that's a great question. The drive was that, vo- like, this where this idea came from. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that voice that always gets us in trouble, right? That's what built the ark. That's what, like, right. it's, it's that, it's that, no, it's that guidance. I mean, it has shown up so many times at the most pivotal times in my life and in my business. And I'm committed to it. That's, that's probably the thing right there. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? You weren't there when right. I was a child at home with no parents, scared to death. And this was, yeah, you know, and so it's basically this kind of sarcastic attitude, you know, about, yeah, well, you great, but I don't have a choice in this. That's, right. that's how, that's where the commitment level is. Yeah. And, and your commitment obviously had to stay there. Your level of action needed to stay there, even amidst any other challenges that came up. So as, as you started to grow and I know you've built a team as well as yourself that, that are part of this, uh, how did you handle the challenges as they came up or, you know, what, what specifically sticks out when I'm saying business challenges, growth challenges, are there things that come to mind that you're like, yeah, I really had to overcome that. Yeah. Well, I remember a time when I was like talking, like I'm talking with you right now. I was talking mm-hmm. to my friend and I was, we were on the second location. I tried partnership. I thought like that was the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. That did, didn't even make six months. I mean, it was a terrible idea. 
And so her and her husband ended up like helping me move the stuff. We found another building. We got out, you know, we went, we, we just bought this, this girl out and ended up. And she said, have you ever like had a business coach? (laughs) Like you might be a business coach. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, like no idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm super simple. I do a lot of like things, but I'm very simple minded. Like, Oh, they want that. And then my, my, my brain just calculates the math. Like it would cost this and I'll do this. And yeah. Like, I'll do that. Okay. Just like I tell you with the studio, like, Oh my God, let's go. Yeah. And so it's, it's like an internal calculation that just sees opportunity. It's right. like, and, and can paint a vision and then map it out. But then I didn't have like the strategy, the understanding I've never like had a corporate job. I worked six months at a finance company when I was 20 years old. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Like, yeah. I can't. Like, this didn't work out well. Okay. <laughs> like, and from that told point. told me what to do. Yeah, that point forward, it's it's always been all you. You're growing yeah, your like, business. I didn't, I didn't get a lot of money, and I've got to sit here all day. I'm bored to tears. Oh, I did work at a, before that, I did work at a one of these factories where you inspected clothes. And, like, you just, all oh, day, okay. you just inspected clothes. And I was like, they were the first person to give me a chance. Everyone else in my hometown, I, I didn't come from, like, you know, the family name or like no one knew who right. I was. So I couldn't get the credit. It was like grant on undercover billionaire trying to get partner. Like no one knows you. Yep. Right. And yep. they see you as a wild child because you ain't got no parents. And so it's like, I couldn't land a job when I finally landed that job. I was like very sick and nausea. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, I hate this. Why did I want to work? Turns out I was pregnant and didn't I was pregnant. And that's oh, okay. where all that. And I ended up having to quit that. So I did have that down for a little while. Yeah. And I beat myself up about it, about like the, all the limiting beliefs, right? I'm not capable. Those people are right. I can't hold a job. Like all that came in. And then when I took this job, I actually was just bored. Mm. I was, I thought the nine to five was the thing that like you made it. Yeah. And right. I we're told I, that's what we're told. <laughs> that's right? what I was told. Yeah. And so, and I was just looking to get off of welfare. I had a HUD house, food stamps, and I, I couldn't get child support. The baby daddy has no, like, I'm telling you, I came from like, I had no idea. Yeah. And so as this starts growing and evolving and she tells me that I find someone, he comes and has a, has a conversation with me. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Like he's talking real business. And okay. I never saw this as a real business. I was just like making a lot of money, serving yeah. a lot of people. I yeah. was like the place to come. This is where every all the high school kids, their mamas, they're like, who's not going to go there, right? You're going to go to your hair. You're going to do your nails, pedicures. You can get all these things that no one right. else has ever offered before. Um, so you could see the, like, what, what was happening. And so I bought all these books on business. Matter of fact, I found them the other day. I was getting rid of some stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was a waste <laughs> of money. Right, right. Like all these systems and, um, like, calculations. And I, I'm just like, listen, you buy this thing. You sell it this many times, you make this money, you deliver on the goods, and you yep. move on. And when yep. they quit buying it, you buy something else. Yeah. Like I bought the $15,000 water massage bed. I bought the stand-up tanning bed. Like I just kept buying things and making, paying them off, making profit. Yeah. And and But when it came to having other people in the business, having employees, mm. them selling the stuff, that's where I ran into trouble. Okay. Yeah. So, and I see it again now with building this team and I 100% relate to my business clients because of this. They are in the same boat. I talk to them every day. They're at 800,000. They're at 1.3 million. 
They um, maybe they're the chiropractor or the massage therapist. They have the acupuncturist. They mm-hmm. have the esthetician. They have the you know these these parts bits, bits and pieces. But they are ten xing themselves, but not their people. Okay, interesting. Same same yeah. thing, right? I was ten x before I knew what ten x was in the business, but I just assumed everyone saw and understood things the way that I did. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest issue with scaling. Right, right. We try to find someone just like us, but if they're just like us, they got their own business. Generally, yeah, but I think isn't that our challenge as leaders to build, just like you built your mindset and changed who you were and, and take the, a different look at what you can be and what you what you are now, right? You manifested that by having the right mindset first. You had to visualize it and then become that version of yourself. How I think I think as leaders, don't we have to impart that on our team and show them the vision as well? This is a great point. You ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. What what you just said, don't you? Because this is manifesting 101. I mean, I have a, a product called the flaw of attraction. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what's missing. Mm-hmm. You got to think it and then you got to feel it. And then you got to be open to receive it, right? Yes. Are we on the same page? Yes, 100%. Okay, I got a challenge for you. All right. This is my sticker that I'm always using. It's my reminder. I'm willing to be surprised by what my mind has yet to imagine or experience. So hold that. All right. How can you visualize something you've never seen, heard, or known? I didn't know. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know. And the same thing with these business owners I'm working with. They're like, oh, if I 10x from 300,000 to 3 million, then I'm just going to go. And then they start calculating how many clients do they have to see? How many sales do they have? Yeah. That ain't it. See, they can't visualize what they haven't done yet. So I want to like challenge this, this law of attraction or flaw of attraction in this moment because that was the problem. Yeah. How can I do what you just said if I didn't know that existed? I thought... Everyone saw and thought like me. As a human, that's what we do. We see and we think everyone is like us. I assumed that if I was like, hey, here's the hours and here's the pay, and I assumed they would get there and do what I needed them to do. See, I I didn't know. Yeah. Because no one taught me. (laughs) It just happened. And so I'm assuming this was the, if you would ask me the question, what was my biggest like hang up in awareness and what I had to realize? It's that. We are so limited by our experience. And if you're not in a 10X community, if you're not in a room with a millionaire or a billionaire or a person who's made multiple six figures, you literally don't know it exists other than seeing the airplane or the book. You don't, like, it's impossible. I mean, I come, I was excited, like, as a kid to think I could live in the projects. Like, we were in a trailer house. I'm like, man, they got like air conditioner and cement floors and they're just doesn't rock at night when the bad <laughs> weather comes, the things don't flip. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's all I knew. There was no one around me that had ever shown me anything different. Right. All I knew was the bare basics, like open the checking account, get the check, pay the bill like that. That was it. So yeah. does that does that make sense? That hundred percent, absolutely, and and I think that's that's the 
other part of your sticker there is the is the openness uh, and the and the I'm going to be willing to see what I can't imagine and and be open to the opportunity when it comes. So it, it's it's almost like what I took away from that is that I need to be willing to think differently. And it's not so much like the, the 10x rule, you could simplify it and just like, okay, yeah, I'm at, you know, 3 million, I want to go to 30 million. But you can't get there by just doing the math, like you were saying. You have to think differently. You have to be willing to open yourself up to different opportunities. Maybe it's a different line of business, like like you've done so masterfully of, of being able to pivot and go into different areas and sort of grow organically. And, and so I think as you're building that team, that's something that you, you can and should be looking for is not just, can you do the job? Can you come in when you're asked and work the hours and, you know, does this pay work for you? Um, do you have the technical skills? I mean, all of that stuff is teachable, but the, the mindset and more than anything, the willingness to open your mind, be open-minded, be coachable. That is something that I think is Yes, you can learn that. You can you can grow into that, but it's diff- it's much more difficult to transfer that I have found than some of these other skills and these things that we can we can teach our teams, right? But but trying to change their mindset, that one that one takes a lot more effort. And you're challenging you're not just challenging the mind. You're challenging their upbringing, their household, their past jobs, their grandmother there. I mean, yeah. listen, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now in real time. And I could bring like all my team here and we can, cause they, we, we attract what we are. So I attracted yeah. what I was right. Right. At that point before I realized what I could be, what you could be right. It's a, it's a, it's a so, belief. It, you had to change the, not just the mindset. You had to change the belief. I just did. Um, I've done this several times. It's, it's I think we're seven or eight times, but it's called belief boot camp, where oh, we wow. challenge all of this. I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna lay it out. We're gonna, I'm not afraid to talk about anything. Yeah. So I bring up all my experience, which makes them safe to feel to talk about theirs. And we challenge those four areas. There's four or five areas where beliefs come from. And I was like, that works great. It it really is. It can it can stabilize you. It can give you awareness, yeah. but it can't take you to the next. Right. The and I I was. I remember the day I was riding my bike and I'm listening to Louise Hay. It was a 2014 Hay House event. I'm struggling. I had like, I've had my, my whole reason for being a mind body coach and helping health and wellness practitioners help their clients heal their body with their mind came from my own experience of trying to heal myself. I was not, there's no reason I should have been sick. I knew it was more, it wasn't my body. My body wasn't broken, Yeah. but it had all these symptoms and I'm like on my 12th surgery and I'm on like seven medications for 24 years. I'm like, I'm going to the medical community trying to be normal, right? Trying not to have these symptoms. Yeah. And I was like, I have got to figure this out. When I heard Louise Hayes, just change your thoughts. Just don't think that you've got to love yourself. I was like pissed. Hmm. I stopped my bike, I put my feet down and I'm looking like, I'm like, no, Louise, like, if that were true, it would have happened 10 years ago. Cause I'd been listening to this for like 20 years. It, that's not true. And in the moment I said, you have to dismantle the reason why. And I was like, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to finish your work. Yeah. I remember like 
say, I was so like papas about it, right? I was like so angry. I would read books about like how to stay married and how to build better. And, and what, I remember like, well, it must be nice to be you because this shit don't work for me. And like, I would throw the books. I would, I like, I don't know where that came from, mm. to be honest. I think I was just tired of suffering. I wanted to get out of the suffering, but I don't know where I possibly thought you didn't have to suffer, like where I had seen a not suffering person. Anyway, yeah. so that experience right there, I, this, you talk about manifestation. Yeah ended up leading me to an opportunity of someone saying, inviting me to write a book and coming on to this transformation TV thing that we're going to do a documentary in Switzerland and you got to do this. this, And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to write about. Right. Mm -hmm. This is like two, like, I don't know, six, eight years ago. And the only thing I can come up with is how did I figure out how to want to live? And it came from that moment. Okay. So you see how it plants seeds yeah. If you if that commitment's there, you just like you're just continuing to move along. Right. And I was like, how did I figure out how to want to live? How did I figure out how to stay in business for over 20 years when most businesses fail? How did I figure out how to raise five kids like who all do well? We yeah. they don't they we don't have like these kids who need like and how did I figure out how like I, I mean I just started asking those questions. How did I figure this out? How did I figure this out? And I just went into this like cave of like taking myself back. I went back to journals. I went back to like the whole processes. Like I remember the moment I'm at the welfare office. I know where I was sitting. I know what the chairs looked like. Yeah. I know the person behind the counter was so embarrassed. And I was like, I'm never coming back here. I don't know what I got to do, but I got to get out of this before I got to come back for the next appointment. 19 years old. No, no idea. Like I just knew I was not going back there. That's how I got that job. <laughs> yeah. What a but moment. It was, it was like these yeah. little moments. Like I don't, you, uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. This ain't, mm -mm. I don't know why. Or, and I was like fortunate because I wasn't just like the poor kid with no home. At least I had a baby and now I had like some support. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't get that when you're single. And so I was like, somehow back then, even, even all of this, like I remember specifically. And then I was like, how did I figure this? How did I get beyond this? Like I woke up from a suicide attempt. Like, how did I figure out how to like want to stay? How did, like, how did I figure? And I mean, I just went into writing and this is crazy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I commit. <laughs> I open my computer. I open my laptop and like, what am I going to call this? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what this is. That's, that's actually my book. It's the punchline approach. And I was like, let's get to the punchline. Like exactly what did I have to do to get here? Right. Yes. So it's like, here's the steps. And when I went to write, I froze. And I was like, this is stupid. I can't do this. No one wants that. This is ridiculous. I, why, this, these people are like this price scam artists, right? I mean, all that came up. So I pick up my cell phone and I go on Facebook because that's what you do when you yeah. don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not kidding you. The first post was R.I.P. Louise Hay. Wow. Like, yeah. you can't make that stuff up. Like, I was like, okay, now I know what I have to do. Yeah. What I couldn't get in that moment I have to backtrack. I got to reverse engineer. And I've got to figure out how to put this in a formula. Because I made a commitment to two particular times. I remember one time I was 
put my hand on my baby's back and said, stops here. Mm -hmm. I like, this can't go. I can't watch someone suffer the way I'm suffering. I can't bring this into this kid's world. I remember that very clearly, brand new. And the second was and, and a moment of intense suffering where I didn't want to stay. I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to continue. And I made a promise. God, just help me. Like, I'll do it myself, but where's the recipe? Like, how do I know what to do? If ever I figure this out, I'll never stop teaching you. That it, those two moments yeah. locked me in. Wow. Wow. That, that's incredible. You know? that, yeah. Thank you for sharing those moments. I know that that's not easy to, to kind of go back and relive that and, and, and be a little more vulnerable at a time where it, it, it sounds like the the stakes were obviously couldn't be higher for you and the commitment that you made to make a difference is just, I think it's inspiring really to, to hear that in those moments of desperation, you could find hope, you could find a way forward. And I don't know if you do this often. I don't think any of us do this often enough. Is there any time where you can stand back and say you're proud of something along this journey that, that you really, something that, that, that you can take pride in uh, that, that either for yourself or, or for, you know, the, the things that you've accomplished or helped other people accomplish that just really gives you a, a moment to, to stand back and say, yeah, this was, this was worth pushing through those moments. It was probably those two moments. It was probably the, the like, There's something about it being something more than me. Yeah. Like it was purposeful. Like you're the one who can go into this challenge because you're the one. You've got it. You've got yeah. the courage to bring it. You've got the, the story behind it. You've got like I have so much that like I've, I have no idea what it's like to have a mother or ever be held by a woman. Like, I have no idea. As a kid, yeah. as an adult, getting married, none of that. Like, I, I've never experienced that, you know? And so a big driver of that is like, man, if my mom would have had a path. Yeah. Right? If my dad would have understood this. My brother hung himself. The 21 year. I don't, like, maybe he would have known. My son's yeah. best friend years ago hung himself like we have a 28% suicide right here like I wonder if these people knew this like yeah I'm I was actually normal in my environment like mm. that's what we do yeah. I mean we just like dealing with the stuff until you can't deal with the stuff yeah you know and then I was angry for years because I woke up I mean I attempted and I was like what the hell I can't even get out of here I remember saying that like, oh, I can't even get out of here yeah yeah like pissed like Dang it. I mean, like, there's some intensity to my business stuff. So do I listen to that voice? Do I follow that voice? Is this be it's beyond me? Yeah. You know, I, I relate so much to Grant. Number one, he's he's an hour from here. Mm -hmm. I'm an hour from Lake Charles. Okay. I get the talk. I get the people. I get how we slaughter the English language. We, we fish with whatever <laughs> we can put on the street. I mean, he ain't lying. This is like, this is who we are. Yeah. And so, so much of that relates. But the thing that, that 
works for me in the 10x world is that I can say and talk and be what I'm saying right now. Yeah. With conviction. Like I didn't choose it chose me. Yeah. That part is not my fault. What I do with it is my responsibility. That's the difference. It's not my fault, but it became my problem. So I can continue to sit in there and get the free check and get the right, get the, you know, whatever, or even though I've never seen or had the experience or anyone ever told me I can do more or be better or have something, I got to trust that something else said that. Yeah. You could come, you could drive right here where we live and I can show you, there's no one saying that there's no, when I tried to put leaders together there, we, we like, it's just not there. That big think. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, this is just how it is. We're just martyrs to, you know, the Christianity or whatever the thing is. I think that is the attitude. When I start talking about money and 10 X and whoo, grain is right. We get the haters. Yeah. And I'm like, you live in the material world. Good luck. I mean, money's the language of the material. You're not going to sit right there in this studio. I'm not going to have the internet. We can't. Right. Without money. It's just paper. It's paper that gives you access to your needs and desires. Like, period. Right. How are you going to get the paper? Let's yeah. go get the paper. Like, it's let's go. Come, come. Yeah, and right. I'm all excited about it, right? Yeah. And I was like, I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it was like. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have an air conditioner in my car. I had an AM radio. When I got that job, I begged that man for that job. Yeah. I begged him. Like he saw my face and ended up calling me back. And it, yeah. I think it's only because his wife was my school teacher in high school. And so maybe, you know, there was a, the name came up or something. But right. I begged for like, like when I see Grant on Undercover Billionaire, like just man, when, like in the barbershop when he's like, man, I got this deal. Come. And they're just yeah. like, bro, bro, what you talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. And, and I, as you're talking about this, something occurred to me that I, I have to get your perspective on is the journey and, and what it did to people around you, like your journey and how you've overcome your circumstances, right? You say, Hey, I didn't, I didn't choose this. It chose me, but you chose to step forward, go through that and arrive as you have on the other side. And so just like the story you told with, with the banker who was, was going to tell you this is never going to work. I feel like there are people out there rooting for us, but especially if you're coming from hard circumstances, if you're coming from a place where everybody around you can relate, at first it gives you authenticity and they're behind you. They're rooting for you like, yeah, Kim, I want you to get out of this too. I want to see you grow. How can I help you? To a point and it's like people want to help you and they want to see you win, but only a little bit more than they do. And once you get to a certain point, it changes. And I've heard this from other people as well, that the attitude changes and all of a sudden it's like, well, oh, must be nice. Look at what you got over there. Um, have you experienced that? And has it had an oh impact? Oh my God, so many times. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. I have a, this whole cycle of transformation. I use that ex exact words that you said. Yeah. I use all the time. I want to help you so it'll feel good to me knowing I helped you mm. as long as you don't get better than me because then I'm actually going to hurt you and take I want the credit and then I will pull the support and maybe even use things against you. Oh, I yeah. experienced it 
so many times. And it is one of the main reasons that people are stuck in scarcity and poverty because we innately want to be connected and want to belong and want to be accepted. But the pain of that is so intense that it's not worth it because I don't want to be disliked. I don't want to be not supported. So I'm going to stay. Listen, I work with mind body modalities. We deal with chronic pain, especially for entrepreneurs, business owners who are doing big things. It shows up in the body when you meet a challenging, challenging circumstance, the back, the knee, you're going on an interview, you got a big pimple on your face. That is the mind body phenomenon. I love that. That's my best work. And that's what I train coaches in doing. I was like, listen, these people are out there doing big things. The limiting beliefs are showing up. They show up in your bank account, your body and your bedroom. So that means your relationships, your health, Mm -hmm. your money, like this is where it's going to show up at. And that's what we have to overcome. That's the challenge that we're presented. That's the price that we're paying to get there. And so that part of that is part of that cycle of transformation is, yep, they're going to help you as long as they are winning because they feel good for what they gave you. Yeah. But now I believe the only two reason that we suffer is judgment and comparison. And it's due to competition. I, I just can't find another way. I have researched this. I've stuck mm. like, I, and I found, figured this out when I wrote the book. I was like, there is no other reason I've ever, like ever, even even physical pain, even chronic pain. It's, it's in the brain. And so it's like, even that. And I was like, it's judgment in comparison. They should, they shouldn't, I should, they shouldn't, we should win, they should win. It's all due that, like, I, I if you can find anything else, just send me a message because I challenge <laughs> everyone I talk to about this. And so what happens is they bump up against that judgment in comparison. Sure. And then they have to look in the mirror and say, if I can help them and they can do that, where am I not helping me? And why am I not doing that? Right. That's when, when that, especially with women, I don't know how in the man world, I don't see it in the man world to me. You guys just like pick on each other about it and you shoot another basket. And it's, I think it's an hour where I see it with, I see it with women. I see it with little girls. I don't see it as much. Although like I see some of it in kids with, with boys in school, but I'm talking adult men. It's more of a, oh, bro, come on. You know, and it's like, tell me how you did it. Let's just go do it. Y'all have more of that. And I think it's because y'all got more of the survival mechanism and your brain is different. Right. I mean, I, I can speak to it a little bit from the, male point of view, but also having just recently gone through 10 X stages and talking about some of the differences in the ways that men and women approach the stage and approach the uh, opportunities to train and and develop and coach others on things that they might know or that they've, they've studied and learned. And just the way that we perceive our, our altitude or our, um, you know, our, our status. And so what, what, what was, communicated to me and and I've seen this as well that a lot of times you'll have a very successful female entrepreneur speaker who's got multiple degrees published author like you're saying and 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 all of this experience and and definitely has the credibility to stand on and back it and and the first reason why she wouldn't do a speaking opportunity or a training opportunity and engagement as and lead that is because well I don't think I have enough experience, or I don't think I have enough background or credibility in that area, even though obviously there's a ton of it. Now you flip that around. And unfortunately, this is, this is the, I think the, the male side of that, that, that we're just over, it's too much, like we're overconfident. And so I've seen where 
um, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go read a book here on, on, you know, the, this thing and study it for a few hours and I'm going to go give a full training on it tomorrow and, and, yeah. and do a whole program and say, I'm an expert. Now th- there's two extremes there. And I think that really you can find fault with, with both of those. Reality is that I think there's, there's a lot of room in the center to recognize your worth and your value and also to be open to learning things and, and to be willing to take a risk and say, I know this much and I'm going to want to transfer that knowledge and, and, and bring that out. But just like this show here, I don't have all the answers. This is why I bring guests on because I want to learn from you. I want my audience to learn from you more than they'll ever learn from just me spouting off my experiences. I think through the conversation and the exchange and taking them along the journey with you, we get so much, we get so much more than, than I could ever offer on my own. Uh, but that took a while, I think, to get over this, this mindset and realize that, like, I don't know it all. I, I don't have all the answers to give to people. And, uh, yeah, so I, I really appreciate the, the things that you're helping bring out um, and, and the journey that you've taken and, and, and for sharing a lot of this along with us, too, because I know all this isn't easy um, – you know, the stuff we're sharing here isn't all good times and, and, and great moments, but the fact that you rose from them and you've arrived in this place is really inspiring. Thank you. I have a couple of things to add. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one of them you said earlier, like this, like it chose you, like you, you know, having to do this. And I was like, yeah, but did you know you can like get a redeal? Did you know you can reject? Like, I didn't know that. Really? No, because I had just been taught, like, you know, it's just how it's supposed to be. It's just your oh, yeah. you know, it's just life you grew up in. And I was like, big ass, like, you actually can reject. You can actually recreate. Like, you, hey, fold, redeal. Yeah. Real deal. Right. Like, let's just get, just send me another hand. We're going to do this again. We're going to try this again. Like, okay, da, 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 got this. I don't have to, con- I don't have to contain that. Right. I don't have to keep that. That was the limitation of my environment. Yeah. That was the limitation of my circumstance. That's not the my soul. That's not who I am. Look, that's that's not who I am. But the people, but the other people who are around me are still there. Yeah. They didn't reject it. They accepted it. That's a choice we have every day. That's true. That is a choice. And so when you bring it back to the stage yeah. and saying, like with the women being underconfident, yeah, because we ours is all about our body and our image. And so when we go in front of a camera, that all this that we've been picked on about, that's been pointed mm. out, that's been coming. You, you guys don't have that crap. You do not sit there thinking about this little example. Or the, it's, see, our brains are different. Yeah. And so you're just more like, oh, yeah, I got that. Let's go do this. You know, and the women are more like, oh, my God, here it comes. The, the part about they'll support until they're going to talk. They're, you know, we've, that's our experience. So. I'm willing to be surprised beyond what I can imagine in that moment would work because it's like, I'm willing to be surprised how like I've never had this experience before that. Yeah, that's great that that memory, my mind is a projector and it's bringing that memory back and it's making me present right now. And now I'm feeling these sensations where that's where the chronic pain and stuff comes up and the situations. And then when you don't answer that, it goes all the way to, huh? 
well, you know what? That hadn't happened yet, but this could happen. And so then we're stuck, right? This is like the cognitive dissonance. So we've got the part of us that wants to go and do it, wants to be heard. We have something to offer the Mm -hmm. world. And we have the part of us that's saying it's extremely dangerous and you're going to die. And the same way they've done this, they're going to do this. And so we're sitting here with this. And then very often, I just want to throw this in for your audience. I don't know if you have men or women, but just, just to top that off, all of this is just a defensive mechanism that's creating resistance. And the real problem may be I can't be seen. I put on five pounds. My pants are tight. My shoes mm. are too short. My shoe. And so yeah. there's so many layers to the beliefs. And what comes up, the reason for the resistance or the, the, re, the whatever that fear or lack of courage seems to be, is very often not that at all. And that's why I love the mind-body work. And yeah. right now I have more guy clients than, than women clients. I, I don't even know how this happened because I've been <laughs> a ladies only business for 24 years. Like yeah. guys couldn't even come get a haircut. <laughs> all of a sudden I'm just like, I love the dudes, man. You yeah. guys got some secret fears and I love getting <laughs> to them. <laughs> and, but you got a, a very thick covering. So you can't see it. Like you said, you read the book, you got just enough information. You already had that built in confidence that came in your brain. You're a provider. Yeah. Right. You're, you're right. naturally things that we are not. Those things come out in those moments. So we we don't have that over you. So there's lots of different things that are happening. Yours will just show up differently. It'll show it's up true. in what if I can't provide? Yeah. What if I can't protect? Hmm. See what I'm saying? So. Yeah. So yours will show up in what if I can't make all that money? Hours will show up. What if they pick on me about my body? What if I'm not perfect? And you're like, what if, what if I, what if my yeah. family can't go to college? What if my, what if we can't pay the bill? Oh, what if I lose yeah. my job? So it's yeah. there. You'd, yeah. It's, it's just in a different. So the, what I was saying earlier is what you can see is yours and what I can see is mine. But been, I've been doing this work for 20 something years now. And so now having that, that 360 view, yep. we all, we all have it. It just shows up in a different way. And life continues to present, I guess you can say opportunities for you want to go deeper. You want to go bigger. You want to go like, let's go, let's go. And we always get to make the decision. And that's what I love about it is we get to 10 X is a choice. Totally. hundred percent. Yeah. And you said, you said something earlier about I read the book and then I just go do it. Like, like kind of into that, me and then realizing more like, wait, it's not just me. I can bring others, right? Like it's going to take, is, is that how you said it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just like knowing enough to understand the concept and then thinking that you can fill in the blanks on your own because yeah. you've got the knowledge. I've got the experience, right? You said the confidence to think I could pull it off. Um, I so think yeah. mine's been the opposite. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's been, I got this. Now I need to like sell these people on it and we need to, like, I can't do anything by myself. I can't go that all. If, if you were to ask what's my biggest mistake, like that is my biggest mistake is that right there. And so look how it played out differently for you and I, because it's both. Right. It's an and. Moment. It is. It is a hundred percent. It's an and it, it is, it is both sides of that. And it's great that you have come out on the other side and recognized your value, your worth and, and what you can bring and with all of that journey that you've taken and, and in self, 
and, and who you are and sort of that self-transformation and the transformation you've provided for your clients. It's an amazing step. I, I just think about what else is going to happen. You know, like what, what, what's next for Kim? What's next for the, your business? Um, really where, where are things going from here? Yeah. To impact or to 10 X 1 million small to medium business owners. That's it. I have this mind body coach training. So I continue to work with coaches and practitioners mm -hmm. and train them on what I'm talking about and help yeah. clients heal and help entrepreneurs get over their limiting beliefs. So that I've been doing for, I don't know, since 2012, I started coaching. So around that day, so I just brought in all these modalities, like you were saying earlier, the body work, the yoga, massage, meditation, um, what I learned about mind body, holistic yeah. living. We just brought all that together and I packaged it. And a lot of people are afraid of hypnosis. And so I created a process that's conversational. So okay. can't, you don't even know. There's no like, ooh, go in there. We're just like <laughs> right here. And I just like found a way to dig down into the subconscious and speak to it in, in real time and whoop, get yeah. rid of that thing that Louise Hay wouldn't help me with, which by the way, I listen to her now and she totally talks about it. I couldn't hear it because I couldn't receive it because I wasn't in the vibration yeah, of receiving it. Yeah, right. And so the other side of that is now what I have done with my own company, my own business, my own team, our culture, how we have 10 x I'm bringing that to small and medium sized business owners with a team. So like I'm coming in, okay. I'm helping grow the belief lid of the owner. So I take 90 days with the owner and then we're plugging the team in 10 xing the team, yeah. which is then going to impact the generations to come. So us as the business owner, do you see that it's the part where you say, well, isn't it that our job to do that? How would I have no one ever developed me, Brad? How would I know that there was ever a right. thing? Right. Now yep. that I know. I take responsibility for it. And I kept trying to serve the the, the next generation. I kept trying to serve the people who were suffering. I didn't yeah. realize that I actually need to serve us and then find a way to plug them in, to support them with accountability, with role playing, and to actually grow their people, give them personal coaching. Because they, if they have personal problems, they bring it to your, to your work. They bring sure. it to their job. And so I'm like, look, I'll be the mediator. And I'll help grow your people, which will grow your company. And then you get to make a bigger impact in the world through what you've done with them. We all win. Who, yeah. Who's it? Who's ready? Who's ready? Like, Let's go. That's, I yeah, love it. That, so that's, I have started that. That's I my new, um, I don't know. I, I, I know what the value of that company is. Yeah. We have the project. We have all the stuff that we need for that. We have it in place right now. My partners are coming in. We had two new ones show up the last couple of weeks. So the more I'm in the, in that, more in the belief of that, more I'm talking about it, like saying it right now, you know, it's just bringing more people who are ready to get out of corporate and who want to move into this entrepreneur um, model because that's what I've created as a platform so that we can all partner in this so that we can create more impact. That's great. I love it. That That is that is an awesome mission, Kim. And I, and I really am excited to see that come to fruition because I'll tell you what, if you've gotten the journey to where you have no doubt in my mind, you're, you're going there million businesses. Um, that, that seems very achievable for you. In fact, I, I think, um, we're going to be hearing a lot more from you. So that's great. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I, I really appreciate your, your, you sharing everything that you have. And, um, this has been great. I've learned a lot. I think a lot of people will. So thank you so much. You're welcome. It was fun chatting, going back down memory lane. Absolutely. It's great. <laughs> I didn't cry this time, though. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. I, I appreciate you. So we'll leave it there. 
Well, thanks a lot. And I'm Brad Reba for the Fired Up Podcast, reminding you to stay fired up and do something great. Thumbs up.